right? Uh, somebody somewhere is reaching for their meds right now. You feel that? Yeah. We live in a stressed out world with stressed out people. And here's what's interesting. It's everybody. No one's exempt. I mean, you can't love Jesus enough to be exempt from stress. Come to church enough to be exempt from what you just heard and what you just felt. Now, I will say that some people choose to live and stay in a constant state of stressed out, right? And, and they constant state of freaking out, like, like all the time. And they say it, right? You'll hear people say it. I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed. I'm just so stressed. Hey, how you doing? I'm so stressed. I mean, it's like every day, every day, over everything. And that's not good. That's just not good at all. There's probably a little drama going on there, you know, like, that's the worst day ever, right? That's what you said yesterday. Man, sucks being you. Like, every day, the worst day ever kind of thing. So, right, and probably what's going on there, people are living at an unhealthy pace, and they, they've yet to realize that. But in reality, and I'm not talking about that extreme, I'm talking about all of us have stress. We all have stressful moments, Stressful days, stressful weeks, perhaps stressful seasons. Stuff happens. Things go wrong. Stuff breaks. And it adds pressure to our lives, doesn't it? Adds pressure to our relationships, to marriages, to our relationship with our children. Adds pressure to the relationship between you and your boss or you and your coworkers or you and the people who work for you, you and your neighbors, it just adds pressure. And then Christmas, right? Christmas comes along. Woohoo! A lot of stress. The schedule alone, can you imagine? Yeah, I know you can. Because you know it. It's already on us, the schedule. To go here and go here and do all that. And the money, the money that you're already spending Right? More than you anticipated, probably, in the gifts for the people that you're having to buy gifts for. Because I'm with you. I wouldn't buy a gift for them either. <laughs> I get it. Right? That conversation, that stressful conversation you've already had with your spouse. Oh, we're buying them a gift this year? They never get us a gift. We're spending how much on them? I'm not spending that much on them. They never spend that much on us. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right? Your brother already had everything. You know, you're whatever. <laughs> you know? Just add, and then the traditions. And the decorations, just the decorations themselves. Anybody else notice that Christmas decorating has become like a race to see? I mean, if you haven't decorated your house for Christmas by this time, you certainly don't love baby Jesus. <laughs> you don't. I mean, people have been decorating and posting it, and now social media, so everyone's kind of racing, you know. I got my Christmas tree up. Well, we haven't gone trick-or-treating yet. And that's... <laughs> And that's okay, right, if you want to do that. But it just puts pressure on the rest of us. And we got to have matching PJs for the family, right? Okay, okay if, if my family's watching, no. Ain't doing it. Sorry. I love y'all, but no. And, and, and then all the family expectations add stress, doesn't it? Especially if you're a young family with small kids. 
You gotta go here, then you gotta go here, then you gotta go here, and you gotta be here, and you gotta be there. And, and you know, grandma says, and then Aunt Sally, and then mom says, and then that's just one side of the family. And then we duplicate that for the other side of the family. And if you've had divorce somewhere in your family chain on the seventh side of the family, you know, you gotta see everybody, and somebody's keeping score. And they let everybody know, you spent two hours there, you spent an hour and 30 minutes here. We can't, and, right? Do y'all feel the stress? Here's the deal. This is free. This is completely free. If you have adult children or if you have adult grandchildren and they have small kids, chill out. Do your family a favor. Give them a gift and release the unrealistic expectations you're placing on their schedule. Ask them, is this doable for you? Or is this stressing you guys out? You say, well, I want to see them. And is this about you? Right? So parents, mature ones. <laughs> right? Give a gift to your children and their little kids and relax. Don't put so much pressure on them. Oh, oh well, there's one more thing too. Uh, I, I can't neglect this. The family Christmas photo. You feel the stress around that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. You're already, and especially if you're a mom, you're already thinking about it, right? Because on Christmas morning, somewhere around 10 a.m., social media is going to get lit up <laughs> with perfect family photos, right? And you're going, oh, my gosh, we got, I forgot, I forgot. Kids, get in there now. Put your stinking toys down. Come on, here, let's smile, Right? And everything has to be perfect. Some of you should probably start taking a family photo every day between now and Christmas so your chances of getting a good one are high. Like the pressure we put on ourselves, and if one thing goes wrong, if one thing goes wrong, Christmas is ruined. You feel all that? I mean, we laugh a lot about it, but the deal is stress is a real part of real life. There's no getting around it. Now, I know we make it worse with the stupid things we do to each other and the expectations we place on each other, and we can laugh about it, hopefully. And hopefully we do something about it. But, but even after Christmas, stress is a real part of real life. Sometimes life stresses you out. Sometimes other people stress you out. Sometimes you will make decisions that add stress to your life. And catch this. People talk about this often. Sometimes God will bring stress into your life. But it's a real part of life, and, and we can deal with it unhealthily, or we can deal with it healthily. And, and I'm hoping that we can help you in this series deal with it healthily. It's about how you respond. Not all stress is bad. Often stress is an opportunity to learn and grow and change and mature and experience and discover. Go to the next level. It's all about how you respond. It's not about getting rid of stress. If you showed up to this series knowing we were going to talk about stress and you're going, yes, they're going to talk about how Jesus can help me get rid of the stress of my life, you're going to be disappointed. It's not about getting rid of the stress. It's about learning how to respond to it in a healthy way. And that's what this series is about. We're going to look at Mary and Joseph and the shepherds in the next three weeks. Mary, Joseph, not the Joseph of the Old Testament in Egypt, but the Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, Joseph. Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. And look how they responded to the stress that was brought into their lives because of the Christmas story. Yeah, 
The Christmas story, stressful. A lot of times we miss this, but by the time we're done, you're going to realize that it was a lot more of a stressful night than it was a silent night. Right? The old holy night, if you were Mary or Joseph for the shepherds, had moments where it was like a holy crap night. You're like, that's irreverent. No, it's not. It's honest. You'll see. You'll see. So much we can learn and take away from this. So, So let's start. Let's start. Let's start with Mary. Let's start with Mary. See how she responded to this. What are you talking about? Stress. All right, so, so she's a young lady, minding her own business one day. She happens to be already engaged to a man, very respectable man, carpenter in the area, probably coming from a long line of carpenters in his family, a guy named Joseph. They're engaged. Mary's minding her own sweet business, and then one day an angel named Gabriel, appears to her. Now, time out just for a second. A lot of times we assume that that kind of stuff happened all the time to people who lived back in the ancient Bible times, right? Like every other day, something supernatural is happening and and there's angels all over the place. No, no, no. It was just as weird for her as it would be for you. Some of you are like, well, it's not weird for me. It happens to me. Okay, reach for that bottle of meds again. It, it, it really was an odd thing. It didn't happen every day. So I point that out because just the arrival of an angelic supernatural being into your life at any moment causes stress. And then they talk to you. Look at this. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. I'm sorry. I got a little distracted at the greetings part. Right? Greetings. Imagine being married. You're trying to process what's going on here, what's going on, and what, what do you mean? What does that mean? The Lord is with you. So we see that. Confused and disturbed. (laughs) Confused and disturbed. That's stress. Mary tried to think with the angel could mean and see a lot of times we just think you know it's like no she she was like oh I've been waiting for you right here's the deal Mary didn't know she was Mary at this point here's what I mean by that she didn't know she didn't know oh this is it this is it (laughs) I'm gonna be a part of the nativity (laughs) this is it this is it They're going to make figurines out of me. Children are going to play with me, little statues of me, and they're going to decorate with me. This is great. (laughs) This is my legacy. No, no, no. no. None of that occurred to her. She was just a normal gal, a normal gal who had a heart for God. Confused and disturbed. All right, then the angel drops it on her. Okay, she's already stressed out enough. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. In other words, and Mary knew exactly what the angel was saying with that son of the most high part. You're saying my baby's going to be the Messiah? The, The son of God, the one that my people have been looking for for thousands of years? about stress we see it in the next question 
Mary asked the angel, but how can this be? But how can this happen? What do you mean? I am a virgin. Wow. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if Joseph's got the hots for me and everything, but we, we haven't, and I haven't, and I've never, and, and I know how this works. The stress level internally inside of her must have been going through the roof. So let me summarize real quickly. The angel explained to her that this was made possible by the power of God's spirit within her. It's the power of God. It's the Holy Spirit of God that's making this possible. It's a supernatural thing, Mary. Now, at this point, we're unsure of a lot of the details I believe we're only given the highlights of the conversation because between me and you, and I have no proof for this, I'm just thinking it through. This is not a short conversation. You don't drop this on somebody and go, hey, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be the son of God. Have a nice day. See you. No. I believe at this point, at some point, Mary must have been overcome with emotion and worry. And we know she was confused and disturbed. So I can imagine her having to take a seat. I hope the angel offered her a drink, a good one. Aren't you going to need this? Just process this, process this. But I want you to notice this. Notice Mary's response. Notice how Mary responded and how almost immediately everything within her turned towards her heavenly father, turned towards something spiritual, turned to purpose, turned to something bigger than herself. This was kind of like her default setting and this was what kind of made Mary kind of rise above the rest as a normal gal, but there was something special about her. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. That phrase, I am the Lord's servant, is a huge phrase. Because what she's saying is, okay, I, all right, I, I know where my identity is. I know who I am, and I know who I follow, and I know who I serve, and I know who I worship, and I know how big and how great and how almighty he is. And I know I am his servant. So if this is what he says, I'm depending on him. I'm looking to him. I'm trusting in him. I'm leaning into him. Okay. Now, I don't know how she got there. But she got there. Fast forward. Uh, the angel goes away. Mary's excited, um, still probably has some questions. So she remembered that her cousin Elizabeth was also pregnant, which by the way, don't have time to get into all this, with who would be John the Baptist. Interesting plot twist there. Actually not a plot twist at all, it was the plot. Interesting little tidbit of information. She goes to visit Elizabeth and shares this information, and Elizabeth immediately confirms it and affirms it, and gets excited with her, and she's like, yeah, girl, it's awesome. You're right, you are gonna have a baby. He's gonna be the son of God. 
This is amazing. And so they celebrated together. And in that moment, look what Mary did again. It's like, it's, it's just like this is just what her go-to. This is how she responded to stress and the overwhelmed information she was given. After talking to Elizabeth, Mary responded. And this way, she's not, she's not talking to Elizabeth. She's talking to God here. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. See that? How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. You see her focus? You see her dependence? You see her trust? You see her perspective? For he took notice of this lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. She did it again. She did it again. She turned her attention to her heavenly father right there in the middle of her stress. She, she, she leaned into who she knew God was and God's overwhelming love and care for her. Interestingly enough, this is a principle all on its own. The stress that she was experiencing would become the foundation of the greatest blessing the world has ever known. Get that. Her stress became the world's blessing. Mm. That's huge. Uh, let me show you real quick, real quick, and then we got to move on. But you fast forward all the way through the end of the pregnancy, and she's in Bethlehem now, and we know the story. She has baby Jesus there in the manger. And after all of that, here comes the shepherds and they heard from the angels, we're going to talk about that. And the, and the shepherds show up and it's like, wow, this is amazing. And then the shepherds leave Mary and Joseph and they go start spreading the news to everyone. We find this short little statement that Luke records in Luke chapter two, where I think yet again, Mary was turning her heart to her heavenly father. Look at these words. After all the details, after everything had happened, but Mary kept all these things, look at that, in her heart. She thought about them often. I, I think that's another indication of Mary going, okay, okay, God, all right, Lord, okay. You see, the way she responded is the way you and I need to learn how to respond. When you are stressed out, lean in. When I am stressed out, lean in, to your heavenly father, lean in to our heavenly father. When you are stressed out, maxed out, freaking out, lean in. I mean, it's natural, it's normal to do a little freaking out. It's, it's normal you know, to be like, okay, I'm kind of like hyperventilating here because we're humans and we don't have another option. Yet to be human. But when you're stressed out, by whatever you're stressed out about, it doesn't really matter what's stressing you out. And for the reasons why, but when you're stressed out, take the position that Mary took time and time again and lean in, lean in, lean in. Now, I get it. I get it. This is a Christian thing. I, I, I understand that this sounds very churchy. This sounds very Christian. This sounds very much like something you would expect a pastor to say to people who call themselves Christians. And here's why it feels like that. Because it is like that. 
And if you're not a follower of Jesus, I, we, we go way as far as we possibly can to make sure no one feels like they're on the outside looking in and, hey, you're not one of us kind of thing because we're so glad you're here at the summit. You can belong before you believe. I'll say it again. I don't care where you are on your spiritual journey. Here at the summit, we want you to know you can belong before you believe because we know believing is a journey. But we hope you get there and we want to help you get there. But I want to be honest enough to let you know that if you're not a follower of Jesus, this is one of those things that you are kind of on the outside looking in. You're not going to get to experience this until you begin trusting and following Jesus. It is just one of those things. I want to be honest and straight up with you about that. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to consider yet again trusting and following Jesus. This is a Christian thing. It's a spiritual thing. And let me take it a step further. It's, it's really a supernatural thing in a lot of ways to lean in, to lean in. You say, well, you, I, you mean just start praying and reading my Bible? Well, no, but that certainly may be a part of it. And many times that certainly plays into the picture, but it's bigger than that. It's about turning your attention to him. Turning your attention from whatever it is that is stressing you out and maxing you out, taking some time, taking a moment, or a lot of moments, and regularly turning your attention to him. Saying, God, I am your servant. You're God, I'm not. You're up there, I'm down here. You can do everything, I can't. Um, okay, I know who you are, and I am really aware of who I am. So I'm depending on you right now. I need you right now. I, I am trusting in you right now. I'm maxed out. I am stressed out. I am worn out. I, I don't know how I'm going to make it through these next moments or this situation. And I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do or how this is all going to play out. But I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in to you. So help me. When you're stressed out, lean in. Turn to him. You need him. Tell him. You depend on him. Let him know. You know what? Here's something. It's just so beautiful. And I think it's so encouraging. Jesus actually said the same kind of thing when he was talking one day to a group of people. Matthew was there and he heard Jesus say this and he recorded it for us. And I'm so glad he did. But this is what Jesus said. Check this out. Come to me. Jesus said this. Come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. In other words, you're stressed out, you're overwhelmed, you're overloaded, freaking out. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Now, that does not mean he makes all your stress go away. Mm -mm. doesn't mean that he fixes your life and it's all better. Mm -mm. What it means is I will care for you. I will tend to your heart, your soul, your emotions. Come to me. Come to me. Lean into me. It's an open invitation to lean in to your heavenly father. 
an open invitation if you're stressed out. So I want to do this. I want to give you some practical questions to ask yourself, some things to kind of help you process. Because if you're like me, you kind of need, okay, where do I start? Where do I start? How do I get there? How do I get there? And, and I, I want to give you something very practical that I think if you write this down, it's, it's really helpful to me. And it doesn't make all my stress go away. Um, but, it, but it really helps me process and respond. And I don't do this perfectly. I don't do this flawlessly. But this is what I am learning. I want to share it with you. And by the time we're done, I think you can see how it will help us lean in when we are stressed out. Ask yourself three questions when you're really stressed out. When you're really stressed out, question number one. What is it that I'm stressed about? Answer that question. What is it that I'm really stressed about? Do you know why that's such an important question to start with? Because a lot of the time, you don't even know what you're stressed. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. You don't even know. How many times have people said, well, what's wrong? I don't know. I'm just stressed. Well, that's impossible. There's got to be a reason, but you don't know about it because you haven't thought about it. What is it? What is it? What is it? I'm just so stressed. What's going on? I don't know. Just everything. <laughs> it's not possible. It's not possible that it's everything, right? Husbands, you're wanting to laugh, but you're not going to laugh. You're not. So on the inside, you're chuckling, right? Parents, you know, with teenagers, you know, you, you just want to go, oh, I cannot believe I let my teenage daughter stay home this morning. <laughs> what is it? Here's the deal. Very smart people that know brain chemistry, doctors and psychiatrists, psychologists, and the people who know the chemistry of the brain actually have studied and proven that something good chemically happens in the brain when you verbalize whatever problem it is you are facing. When you actually say it. When you actually say, I'm stressed out by Christmas. I'm so overwhelmed, my job, my son, my daughter, my doctor's appointment, and you fill in the blank, right? And here's the other reason that's so important. It's because a lot of times when you say it, you realize, well, that's silly. <laughs> and you can self-correct right there. You ever done that? You ever got to the point where you actually kind of come to yourself and have a conversation with yourself, and you're like, wait a second, I'm stressed about that. Well, that's ridiculous. I don't need to be stressed about that. And then you move on. It kind of helps. But you had to say it. You had to come to that moment. Identifying, you know, what are my triggers? What are my triggers here? Knowing your triggers are, are huge. Am I triggered by this situation? Well, that's crazy. Am I always triggered by this person? Well, that's just stupid. Or sometimes it is a certain situation or a certain person that triggers you, but calling it is so huge. What is it? What is it? What is it? Question number two. Once you've identified what it is, ask yourself, what can I do about it? Really? What can I do about it? Really? You know why this is so important? Because most of the time, you know what the answer to that question is? Come on, you know the answer to this question. I'm going to let you answer it for me. What can you do about it? Really? How did you know? You don't understand what I'm stressed about. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Most of the time. And what is that about? Why is it that we allow ourselves to get so stressed out and maxed out over things we can't control anyway? Because we're humans. We're hard-headed. And we think if we get just stressed enough about it, we can fix it. 
No. No, often there's nothing you can do. Understanding what you can control and what you can't. Sometimes though, this is great. You ask yourself, what can I do about it really? And there is something you can do. You can have a conversation. So now you've identified your next step. I need to have a conversation with them about this. Okay, great. Well, now I'm getting stressed about the conversation. Okay, well, you can deal with that later, but at least you're a step in the right direction. What can I do about this? Well, I need to make a decision. I need to make a decision. Okay, great. You've identified. You have a decision to make. Go make the decision. Well, now I'm stressed about the decision. Okay, well, that'll go away too eventually once you make the decision. And you know what? Sometimes the next step is, what can I do about it really? And you find yourself saying, well, nothing right now. You know what? Often the next best thing to do Go to sleep. Rest. Rest. And let God deal with what you can't deal with. Let God worry about this part of leaning in, leaning in. Well, God, since you're going to be up all night, I'll let you take this. I'm going to go to sleep. And that's so hard to do. It's a lot easier for me to say it than to do it. You think I got this down? I do not have this down. Right? Sometimes I have to do this overnight. I find myself like, okay, what am I stressed about? What am I worried about? What am I stressed about? What am I worried about? Okay. Yeah. Third question. This gets us to where we want to be. How is this an opportunity? How is this an opportunity? Specifically to lean in. How is this an opportunity? To lean in to my heavenly father and grow. How is this stress? an opportunity to grow and change and trust and learn. How is this an opportunity to lean into my heavenly father? Maybe through a time of prayer, a time of meditation on God's promises, maybe a time of reading God's word, reminding yourself of the promises of God, maybe through your small group or another friend, maybe through Serving and meeting someone else's need. You know, one of the best ways to help you deal with your own stress is to help somebody else with theirs. If you've never experienced that, you ought to. It's amazing how getting involved in addressing someone else's needs and problems and serving them helps you process yours and put them into proper perspective. Or maybe it's the weekly rhythm of coming to church, right? It's like this weekly moment, I'm sitting still, I'm quiet. This, you know, this is why most people fall asleep in church. Do you know why most people fall asleep in church? It's, it's not just the boring guys that stand up here. It's because this is the most still and quiet you sit for this period of time all week long. And then your body goes, boo. <laughs> Maybe this, this is an opportunity for you to let your soul be loved on. Let your heart be cared for. You see, it brings perspective and calm and peace. Leaning in when you're stressed out reminds you of where strength comes from and provides clarity and puts you in touch with wisdom that you don't have on your own. Leaning in is spiritual. Leaning in is supernatural. Leaning in when you are stressed out is exactly though what you need to do. 
I don't know what's stressing you out, whether it's Christmas or a family or a person or your marriage, your kids. I, I don't know if it's a job thing, a money thing, a health thing. I don't know. But I know it's a perfect time to lean in. A perfect time to lean in. And let's take Mary's position and do that and turn our attention to God and say, God, I'm going to stop focusing on this right now. I'm going to stop getting so focused on what I'm stressed out about and I'm looking to you to the best of I know how. The best I know how. I, I don't know how to do this right. God, I need you. I need you. I need you. Maybe it just starts with that prayer. God, I need you. I need your help. I need your help. And then being willing to be helped. Identify it. What is it? What can you do about it, really? And how is this an opportunity? How's an opportunity to lean in? I want us to finish up our time kind of in a little bit different way. When Jesus came to earth and lived a perfect sinless life and lived to the point to where he was so perfect and so sinless and his mission was so clear that he was ticking off the spiritual authorities and the governmental authorities and they decided to kill him over it. And they crucified him and they murdered him and they put him in a grave for three days. And then three days later, he rose again, just like he predicted, which is amazing in and of itself, and he is alive today. What all of that is about, listen very carefully, is more than just having your sins forgiven. That's definitely a part of it, right? And boy, aren't we glad. Whew. But it's bigger than that. And it's bigger than, hey, when you follow and when you trust and follow Jesus and you die, you really don't die. You just stop living here and you begin living in heaven in his presence. Well, that's certainly part of it. And I am so glad. But it's bigger than that. It's bigger than having your sins forgiven. It's bigger than a home in heaven when you die. Do you, do you know what Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection was also about? has everything to do with me and you right now, me and you right now. When Jesus did what he did for us, for the world, he opened up access directly to the heavenly father for people just like you and just like me. And now, because of Jesus, you and I can lean in directly and do exactly what Jesus said, come to me. Come to me, come directly to me. When you are weary and burdened and stressed and overloaded, come to me and I will care for you. See, that's good news, which means you don't have to go through a priest. You don't go through a Pope. You don't go through a pastor or anyone in my position. You go directly to God Almighty. Say, I need your help. I'm stressed out. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't want to do. I need your help. I need your help. And you lean in. You lean in. So we're going we're gonna to share communion together, which is the symbol that Jesus gave us to remind us of his death, burial, and resurrection. The, the bread that we will take and, and eat reminds us of the body that he sacrificed for us. The juice that we will take and drink reminds us of his blood that he shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And, and the reason he wants us to remember this, 
because he doesn't want to forget. He doesn't want us ever to lose sight of what it accomplished for us. And it's more than having our sins forgiven. And it's more than a home in heaven. It is now that you can lean in. Sin is no longer in the way. You can lean in. Position is no longer in the way. You can lean in directly. You can now do what Jesus said. Come to me, come to me, come to me. So in this moment, as we celebrate communion together, it's what you and I need to do. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for what he did for us on our behalf. And yes, our sins are forgiven through Jesus. And yes, we have a home in heaven when we die because of Jesus, but we also have something right now that we desperately need. And that is access to lean in, in dependence and need and trust to you. I don't know what's stressing everybody out in here. I know it stresses me out. And I, I don't know why they're stressed. I don't know why they're overloaded or maxed out. But Father, as, as we share this moment of communion together, as you encourage us to do, may we remind ourselves of what you did for us to make it possible for us to lean in. And may we do that now and regularly this week. In Jesus' name, amen.